Hey, how's it going? Tommy Taylor here. And I'm Desnica, and welcome to the Marriage 2.0 podcast. that went through just about everything bad someone can go through in marriage quadruple times over and came out more in love than ever and using our story to inspire and give hope to the world. Since we've come out of our version of hell on earth, we have built a global marriage coaching business mentoring hundreds of couples and individuals all around the world. We've helped them fix issues like affair recovery, communication, intimacy issues, addictions, and all forms of abuse when no one else could. We've gone through all of these things plus so much more, so we get it. We tried everything out there from counseling, therapy, intensives, webinars, hundreds of books, and even tactics like slow to speak, quick to listen. And the truth is, all of those things were just band-aids that left us on an emotional roller coaster from hell. We truly believe that when you couple a heart for God and a strong desire for massive action, anything is possible. But honestly, most of us are never given the right knowledge. The Marriage 2.0 podcast shares interviews from the world's most successful people in business, sports, health, entertainment, and finance in order to help you live the purpose-filled life God designed for you so that you can live an inspiring life filled with more freedom, love, and impact. So get ready to learn the stuff that no one ever taught you about marriage. Your old marriage is dead and marriage 2.0 starts now. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the next episode. So today we're going to be talking about investments versus expenses. And really, it's another addition to, well, what we call kind of like the marriage and money list here. So when it comes to like the topic of that. Yeah, I love it. You know, another kind of taboo topic here. We like to talk about these things for sure. And so first off, like, why do we talk about monetary investments on a Christian marriage podcast? Like, that's a big question. And especially because money can be such seen as such a taboo topic to begin with. So like, why do we talk about it? Yeah, well, number one, money is a very big issue that causes a lot of problems in marriage. A lot. A lot. And more importantly, way more importantly, because the Bible actually contains roughly 500 verses on prayer and faith, but well over 2,000 verses on money. And approximately 40% of Jesus' parables deal with money. And so it's very obvious here, obviously, that God has plenty to say about wealth. So that's very, very important. And not only that, Tommy and I like to address any kind of taboo topic because in marriage, you should be able to talk about anything and everything. <laughs> really big. So, you know, we're, we talk about everything and we're very um, upfront and vulnerable with that aspect. But also one of our goals is to get you to be able to thrive in all aspects of life, in all areas. We truly believe that God wants you to be blessed and blessed financially. That way you can be a blessing to others as well and build his kingdom and build like as kingdom builders. Absolutely. And here's the thing. We don't believe like all these Christians that, that subscribe to the whole, like just get by mentality, you know, that's not okay. So like we believe God is a God of abundance. He's not a just get by God. He's a God that wants to want you to thrive, not only abundantly in all aspects of life, not just monetarily, but monetarily too. So we're going to be talking about several different topics here. Number one, we're going to be talking about the difference between investments versus expenses obviously it's the title of the podcast but <laughs> we're also going to be talking about you know what are some good investments versus bad investments we're going to also talk about how to make quick and effective decisions who and what not to listen to when it comes to investments that's going to be good <laughs> i might piss some people off but i don't know since when did we actually care if we did that or not so just know, let, being straightforward yeah let's roll so what let's talk about first of all expenses versus what's not right so what is an expense well expense technically is something that doesn't add if you were to look at it from like a business or any type of really monetary perspective it's something that doesn't add a roi return on investment to what you're doing what you spent it just so, takes takes away yeah it just takes away so it's just spending money without any sort of roi and roi doesn't have to mean just monetary it can mean also you know, emotionally and things like that. So, but most of the time here, these are just expenses. These are just some ideas of what expenses are. So obviously a big flat screen TV is not 
Yes. An investment. I don't care what you say or how you do. You can, you can spin it whatever way you want. It's not. Yeah, there, there's a lot um, needing, you know, needing extra um, guns and extra bows and like needing like 50 or like, you know, I, I need just new tackle. I need to be able to go fishing. Um, those are some things here. Um, also, uh, shopping, shopping for clothes is a big one for women. So I'm going to hit on some what I hear from men and women, you know, needing a new, another pair of shoes that just to match a little better. Like those things are expenses. <laughs> No, and uh, some guys are like that too. Like I, I like to accessorize. You don't like. <laughs> uh, I'm not their typical guy with that, but you know, motorcycles, RVs, boats. Uh, you did say guns. Guns can be investments. Uh, they're not necessarily always an expense. It depends on how you look at it. So if you're just buying guns for the pleasure of it, that's a difference between. That's not necessarily an investment. Right. And that's what I meant on that. And and uh, that's exactly what I meant on that. It's just the hunting hobbies of, oh, I just need another, just to, just to need another. Yeah. And I have nothing, no problem with that, but it doesn't mean it's an, an investment. So, like, now these things can give an ROI, like I said, just not monetarily. Uh, so they can invest into your self, you know, self-care per se. Uh, like I ride motorcycles as part of my self-care and that self-care is not just stuff like that. It's also emotional, mental and all that stuff. More importantly, that's just a small, small part of it. But a lot of times these things, no matter what way you spin it, me buying a motorcycle, unless it's some super rare motorcycle, that's going to give me a huge ROI. If I sell it, it's not an, in, it's really not an investment. No, it's so. not, you know, those are toys. So essentially like toys, uh, you know, and we have adult toys of like TVs, like motorcycles. That's what we mean. We don't mean like the little action figures per se, even though for some people that is, you know, uh, what they collect. A lot of collector items, those types of things, little knickknacks, those are expenses. Having to have like every one of a certain something, those are expenses, right? So expense, not necessary, just spending money. Yep. Divorce is an expense. Yeah. However, <laughs> however, I would say most people treat it like an investment. Surprisingly. What do we mean by that? Well, most people treat, they treat actually divorce as an investment. Like I need to save money for divorce. I need to do this. I need to make sure I prioritize this stuff. That's, that's not an investment. No, that's, that, <laughs> that that's an, a big expense and it, a really expensive expense. So. Very, very expensive. And divorce actually costs so much as not only just a monetary expense, but such an emotional and mental expense as well. So divorce costs a lot in so many ways. And it's not just like, oh, done and over once the papers are done either. It, no. it continues on for four, sure. Four generations. So another one, you know, when it comes to this type of stuff is what's, what's not an ex what's you know, not an expense. What's meaning? What's an investment? Well, several different things. So, investments. Some good categories would be obviously God. God's an investment. You're like, what? Yeah, it's an investment. Like, I'm not just talking about reading your Bible and going to church and something like that. I'm talking about like, like for like we did, like recently going to Amen Conference, and that was not something that was like relatively like cheap by most people's standards, but it was not expensive in my opinion. It was, it was a solid investment. So like when it comes down to stuff like that, like going to stuff like that, doing stuff, investing into God, like people, especially business owners, and I've been convicted of this too, will spend a ton of money on the business. We'll spend a ton of money on their on, on stuff like that, which is great. It's fine. But when it comes down to God, they kind of leave it on the back burner. Like, mm, you know, cause for, and just put it in perspective in case you, you're not aware, like we know when we went to conference, it was like, it was getting flights for our family across country, you know, across the U S. So it wasn't just like, Hey, you know, like a hundred dollar flight or nothing. And they weren't convenient flights. And so also had to take time off just different aspects and the travel, the hotels, the food, you know, the cars, all of that stuff. So actually investing into, into our relationship with God. Was aside, yeah, aside big. from just going to church. And, stuff. and just tithing. So tithing, you know, that's not an expense either. That's not even, that's not even an investment necessarily. That's just obedience. <laughs> yeah. Like that's just purely obedience. Like, but you get, do get an ROI on it, even though then, cause God says, test me. Right. And, and I'm all for, tithing a hundred percent for, we both are. But another one is yourself. Right? This one's so big. 
yourself is also another one that's so 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 important you yourself are are not an expense like investing into yourself is so important and should be prioritized and you know i'll just hit on this real quick and what i see so often is especially those who um, have very low confidence low self-esteem who don't feel like they're worth anything that's why they have such a problem investing into themselves because they don't see the value of themselves. And that's like where the hang up gets. But just because you don't see it doesn't mean that you're not. Yeah. Extremely like you're valuable. not worth, you know, worth it. And you are you're extremely valuable, significant. Um, another one is marriage. Now, a lot of people say that they say that their marriage is priceless. <laughs> you can't put a price tag on it. You can't, there's no amount that my marriage is worth. I would spend anything, right? But, and here's the but, that's not true for most people. It's just really not. How do we know? Well, we talk to people, tens of thousands of people every year, and very few of them make it to be able to get to actually work with us in that opportunity. But, like, a lot of it's mindset issues. Oh, yeah. And we'll dive in more into this, but, like, when it comes down to it, like, you know, your marriage is an investment, and you're like, yeah, I know. I'm like, well, maybe you don't. It's, it is an investment. Like it's, it's investment until for a lot of people, it's investment until that I can't statement comes in or I need to prioritize some other things. Like, no, no, no. Your priorities are screwed up. Like that's not like this is, this is very important. It doesn't just affect you. It affects generations. It affects everything. In all areas of, of your life as well. Like in your marriage literally impacts everything. Absolutely. Everything. And, you know, so that aspect, like, and investing into your marriage, like that should be a priority. It's not an expense. It's, it is an investment, you know, and, and unfortunately, like the, we see people like have this, like their order of priorities out and they invest into the wrong things, you know, and, Kids, kids are also, you know, they're not an expense. Like they are an investment, like investing into your kids as well. Like there are, you know, very specific things that you shouldn't be investing into. Like there are lots of, lots of good investments into your kids. Yeah. We're not talking. Yeah. I was saying, we're not talking about, um, you know, going and buying like new outfits every week or going through like the fast food joint and, or, Hey, going and buying ice cream or, Hey, what's the latest toy or, Oh, you want a new Xbox or what's the next, uh, electronic? Oh, you need a VR now. Okay. Like what? No, those expenses. We're not talking about those types of things, but you can invest into kids and they're not an expense. Yeah. And guess what? If you're not teaching them how to be healthy individuals and all these aspects of things, like they're not going to learn these things just like you didn't. So another one is business. Obviously business is a phenomenal thing to invest into. I don't, I don't, I don't think it's, it's ever not really, but like when it comes to business, like business is one of those things that, you know, or your career, you can look at it like that too, career or business, but it's one of those things that you always want to invest into to keep growing your skill sets, keep growing the business, uh, build back into it to grow your impact and legacy. All those things are important, but here's the thing. Like, don't ask yourself what this is. The, this is the hangup. This is what I've always kind of thought in my own mind. And I don't know why, but people tend to like, you know, do this thing where like they, 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 they do. So here's the thing. I'm gonna say this. Don't ask yourself. What if I do do it and it doesn't work? I've never, I've never really thought like that. I don't know why. Ask yourself, what if I do it? What if, what if I do it? I don't do it. And I miss out on what it could be. That's what I've always thought. I'm like, no, like, what if I miss out? What if I miss out on this? Like, what if I miss on this opportunity? Like we only have so much amount of time here on earth. And then that echoes in all of eternity. I do not want to get to heaven and know that I did not max out this freaking dial here on earth and know that every single thing I did here on earth will echo throughout all of eternity, meaning I have to live the rest of eternity. Eternity means I never die and I have to think back about all this stuff. No, absolutely not. I want to max, we have such a short amount of time here on earth compared to what we always like do and that echoes throughout eternity because it does affect eternity. Our lives and the way we live them impact all of eternity and people getting there too. Oh yes, a hundred percent. You know, and it's so important. And that's that's just a perspective aspect. You know, asking, you know, 
like, well, it's always like, well, what is it going to cost? Like, uh, it's not about like, what is it going to cost you? Like, what is it going to cost you not to make these investments? That's the biggest aspects. Like, what are you missing out on by not making those investments? So what are actual good examples of good investments versus bad investments? Yes. We're just going to hit on some top five investments that you can't go wrong with. And just to give you some baselines, obviously there's going to be other investments, but we're going to hit on the top five. Yeah. So like number one, you as a person are always, 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 always the best investment you can always make. You will always get an ROI return on investment, regardless of if it's a bad experience, meaning say you hire a bad coach or whatever it is, like you'll still learn a lot and you'll learn what not to do and you'll learn who not, like what you don't want. You know, take away still stuff from that. Hire a good coach, whatever it is, you'll always have a, it'll be a good investment. You, yourself, whether it's reading books, smaller things like that, you're always a good investment. Like people, like if you relate this back to business, like people will, will invest into their business or people will have the biggest expense in their business, sorry, that is like taxes usually. Now, you do eventually learn how to, you know, work work around those in some ways, but the, the reality is that shouldn't be your biggest expense. And I use air quotes here. It should actually be, you should actually be the biggest expense if you were to look at it that way. Like, but you're not an expense. You're an investment. So out of what comes out of the monetary aspects of things, you should always be your biggest investment in life. Because if you want more, you have to become more. Simple as that. 100%. Especially like in business, learning new skills and investing into yourself is going to propel your business forward. There's going to be so much more. And so they're not expenses. They are investments. But at the end of the day, you know, something happens to like business and stuff like, okay, you lost that, but you always have you. Yeah. Everything else can be taken away, but you always have you, you know, and when you have skills, you know, even if lost everything, I, we can turn around and rebuild just because it's just, it's just things like monetary stuff. Like these are just things like money is just money, but with the skills, like in the right, like the right skill set, you know, even losing everything, you can turn around and just rebuild it. And it's not that big of a deal. No, like, but what do we mean? Well, stuff like your mindset, your emotional states. And that's so, so big. I just want to hit on that for a moment, Tommy, and just really impact this because investing into your mindset most people don't even like pay attention to what mindset is. And they're like, okay, they're just talking about like mine, like mine, um, you know, like, no, like really investing into your mindsets. And there is so many different areas that that includes. It's not just like, oh, my mindset is just like a whole, like this is what we're talking about today is part of your money mindset. But there is mindsets in, in these other categories too, you know, and then the emotional state how you handle stress, how you handle pressure, how you handle, you know, home versus work and being able to be in control of yourself, being able to actually face life. These things are so big and such an impact. Like you may being able to not be on an emotional roller coaster, swinging like a pendulum and just all over the place is a skill that most adults don't have they're not able to control their emotional state. That's something that I see all the time. Yeah. Also, um, by the way, you can be super successful in business, career, whatever, like plenty of successful people, even at conference, like eight, nine figure business owners that own not just one business, but multiple businesses that are seven, eight, nine figures have no clue how to be a healthy individual and have no clue how to have a healthy marriage. So, or healthy relationships. Um, does not matter. You can have that stuff without knowing this stuff and have lost everything. So just because you're, you're, you know, you're, you're successful. Uh, we, I coach, we coach people all the time, coaching millionaire right now, multimillionaire right now. Like he was saying, like, I can't believe I'm successful in this area in business, but I can't be successful in marriage and in, in this right now. Well, that was what he said at the beginning, but that being said, like that's a, that's a thing, but yes, continue to invest in yourself. And, and what I mean by that is also do high income skills. So a lot of people will be go to school and all this stuff or like go to trade school or meaning college or, or trade school. Cool. Like if you want to go to do that stuff, I went to trade school. She went to college. 
Um, if you want to work with me for my GPA, don't. I have a 1.7 GPA, <laughs> um, but still extremely successful in that aspect of things. But like when it comes down to this type of stuff, like don't invest into that type of stuff necessarily wholeheartedly. Invest into high income skills, public speaking, uh, managing you know emotional states like she was talking about, making sure that you're you're doing content, you know, understanding like um, sales, marketing, different things like that. Those are high income skills. I would also say emotional intelligence is a high income skill and being able to effectively communicate. And these are things that are so far beyond taught. Like we're not taught these things at all. And within a five minute conversation, you can typically pick up on someone's like some of their, their deepest beliefs that they don't even know that they carry. If you know how to do that and, you know, have that skill set. And it is a skill. It's a very, very good skill to have. And, you know, but it's part of emotional intelligence, which we're just not taught, you yep. know? So those are things to invest into for yourself, you know, also investing into coaching for yourself. You can invest into mentorships as well and masterminds. These things, all, all three of those are different aspects to really propel you forward, investing into health and fitness. And unfortunately this is people, this is the number they're like, Oh, well, I am investing into myself. I'm working on myself and I'm doing, you know, working on my health and fitness. That's a part of it, but a very, very small part. Very small part. part. Like, honestly. <laughs> That's the and most we're going to say about that. We invest into ourselves. We're about to hire a fitness coach. But, like, you know, we, we take care of our bodies and all that stuff. But when we were at our lowest, I was, like, 5 or 6% body fat. I was in insanely good shape. But mentally and emotionally, horrible. So, like, you know, no. It doesn't. It, like, just because you're fit. Yeah, that it, may, it does make a lot of differences. There's a lot of benefits to it, but also I just also want to touch on a previous statement. So, masterminds like going to those things, developing friends, stuff like that that are high income, high influence people that like have diff, the, the conversations around those types of people are way, way, way different. I was actually talking to my um, brother about this type of stuff, and he's like, the people around you, you know, like don't really seem to support me and my goals and dreams. They just started a business and all that stuff, and I was like. You know, that's because you're around the wrong people. You got crabs in your life. Get rid of them. Losers in your life. Like, surround yourself around people that are higher value people because they're not going to judge you. They're going to support you, and they're going to want you to grow. Like, it's a very different conversations. But to get to around those people, usually you have to invest into things. Um, sometimes you don't. Like, you can go to, like, a hack is, like, exotic car shows and stuff like that. But most of the time, people – you didn't pay to be there at the exotic car shows. You're not one of the guys with the exotic cars usually. So – like they don't really, it's not, they don't really want to talk with you very much. So like, but if you go and invest in the masterminds, well, you paid to be there. So they see the commitment level and they want to be around you. So like, even if you're, even if you got, even if for them, it took very little to get there in terms of income, but for you, it maybe took everything. So I've done that. And I have very, very good friends now that are very high value, high income, super successful, well beyond where I'm at right now, which is what you want. Uh, people that you can be in contact with. Yes. And so investing into yourself like that is so important in those areas. Also investing in buying back time. Like, you know, this is, a, this is a huge aspect. We see so many people who spend their life literally doing like such small tasks and never getting ahead or enjoying life. And it's just because they're like spinning their wills, doing all these little tasks that they shouldn't be doing to begin with. Yeah. You know, and so investing really into buying back time so you can be doing the things that you are the most productive in, where you're at the most value that can propel you forward. Yeah, people spend time doing busy work most of the time, like doing laundry. I mean, yeah, it sure has to get done, but so if you can if you can afford it, spend it. Um, um, do delegate it out. Yeah, delegate it out. <laughs> I couldn't get my words out. Delegate it out. So if you have you can, kids, delegate that crap out. Yeah, like free child labor, right? So like, get that stuff out. Like you don't like. I procrastinate. Like, it's funny because I was like, we were actually watching a video last night on this entrepreneur. And uh, she's like, she's like, we usually like she pays for her clothes to be done and all that stuff and folded and all that stuff. And but normally, like, if she didn't, what would happen is they would do them. And then they would have a life cycle where they sit on the bed or the floor or whatever for a full week. Most people, that isn't the case. Most people don't procrastinate on stuff like that. I related to that because I do. My clothes will sit on the floor of the bed and you're like, well, that's lazy. Like, no, it's not lazy. It's just, I prioritize higher value tasks that move me forward. It's why I'm ahead of you in life than where you're at right now. So like when it comes down to it, I prioritize things that are going to the biggest levers that I can pull in my day, not freaking 
minuscule things like wasting my time with dishes or freaking doing clothes or some mowing, or yard work or mowing the I hate mowing the lawn. Yeah, not so my thing. Don't so. go off on a tangent there, but yeah. you know, yeah, um, don't. But like those types of things of you know, like oh, every Saturday I'm going to spend Saturday. You know, all day Saturday is going to be like mowing the yard, cleaning up the yard, cleaning the house, getting the house clean. Screw like you that. just like wasted a whole day. Like, right. And so there's so many different aspects and everyone starts different. So you might be in a different place of buying back your time and being able to like, what can I delegate out? Completely different aspect. Like, so we're not going to go into that, but everyone starts somewhere, but start doing it. Yeah. Also it, buying back your time in your business too. Like if you have a business, your business owner, buy back your time in your business. Don't hire to make more money, hire to buy back your time and you will inevitably make more. It's a difference. Um, book called buy back your time by Dan Martell. Check it out. Yes. So investing into books and programs, you know, Tommy just gave you one. It was a great book, you know, and for the record, like our kids listen to these books too, especially because we listen to them in the car. It's great. Um, it's good ed- education for them, you know, so invest into books and programs, different conferences, you know, what is it that you're interested in and want to learn more? I have different, different interests. So first of all, like real estate is a huge passion of mine and I just love it. So guess what? One of the things that I invest into learning about real estate. So I go to different conferences and read books and have programs and stuff on real estate so that I can be better in real estate, you know, exactly. Um, invest into retreats. Any of these things are growing you and expanding your knowledge, expanding your mind, and they all will allow you to level up in life in all areas, producing more. Yeah. So they're, that's why they're not an expense because you're, you have now upped your level. You're up to your value. And I want to say one thing. There was a time where we were broker than a joke and we still did these things. Oh yes. You know why? Because we figured it freaking out. That's what we did. Because we knew it was a priority and it actually mattered to us. If you don't, well, you don't prioritize it. You don't, it isn't a, it, you don't care about it truly. That's what it is. So that's what it really is. You don't care enough about your development. You don't care enough about where you want to go. That's simply put, you don't prioritize it. And honestly, if, and this is go, you know, we'll hit on this more later, but since you brought it up here, it's, if you want something bad enough, you'll figure out a way to get it. That's why homeless people have iPhones. Okay. <laughs> That's good. That's I'm just saying like legit yeah. homeless people have iPhones and you're like the home. Yeah, I know, but they figure it out, you know? And so if you want it, you'll get it. So number two, another really good investment is your marriage. Yeah. So just yes. to recap real quick, the first one was you. yourself. What we're talking about now is your marriage, obviously. So marriage is drastically important. And how do you do that? How do you invest into your marriage? Well, do not invest into, you know, we did all this stuff. We went to, you know, counselors where we got in our feelings, left with no action steps or timeline, books, marriage books, webinars, intensives, retreats, pastors, you know, therapists where they diagnose me narcissistic and her bipolar, like all these things. Don't invest in all these tools, especially counseling, complete waste of time. Uh, now, when it comes to what you want to invest in, you want to invest into coaching. Whether it's with us or someone else, you want to invest into your marriage with coaching. Coaching is really, in my opinion, the only reliable outlet to be able to get actual real help. Yes. And you want actual action steps, action steps. Like that's a big key, you know? Um, and also really just investing into like the, and also just like the, like the time together. Right. But knowing that time alone is not going to fix your marriage, right? Like that's not going to fix it. So yes, you need to be investing so many different aspects into your marriage, but if you're like, to fix a marriage, it's not going to be time. It's not going to be dates. Those are priorities and most certainly should be staples in your marriage of like that quality time, like the time alone. Yes, dates without kids, those types of things, but it's if, not going to be what fixes your marriage for sure. If you're healthy individuals, what I will say, what will happen is if you have unhealthy marriage, which most people do, and you try to spend quality time, we've talked about this before, but it's just going to highlight all the awkwardness and the disconnect and it's going to make things worse and they're going to come to the conclusion of i love you but i'm not in love with you yet you're like wow that's happened to me yeah because we know it will so like when it comes down to those types of things don't do that if you don't have right all the healthy foundations which leads me to my next point you have to build you cannot just have tools you have to build all the proper foundations in all aspects of your life and your marriage meaning you have to build you have to become 
You have to become and develop all the healthy mindsets. We talk about that in phase one. Phase two, you have to build all the proper aspects of being a healthy individual, which is not just one simple thing. It's a lot of different things. And it's in-depth things and very deep-level, deep-rooted things you have to develop. Also, in your marriage, you have to develop all the foundations there. And if you don't develop foundations in those three areas, then the tools, even our tools, are garbage. So you need to make sure that you develop and invest into your marriage. It's not an expense not an expense. It, there is no amount of value that you could place on my marriage <laughs> at all. I don't, no. and I don't get why people do that, you know? Yeah, no, I don't get it either. And uh, so later we'll just share some, some things of what we hear that other people prioritize over it, which I find quite humorous. But um, so moving on to the third, one of the top investments you can make is real estate is just different aspects of real estate, whether that be, you know, buy and holds where you, you know, have rentals of some sort, whether you do fix and flips and, you know, whatever aspect of real estate you decide to go into, obviously like that's totally up to you, your knowledge. There's going to be a lot of different factors that go into that. Invested to courses, masterminds, webinars, stuff like that. Yes. But real estate, the values, values go up. I'm just saying values go up. Even if something happens in in the market where values temporarily go down, they're going to turn around and go back up, yep. you know? So like that's an aspect that they will go up. So you can do Airbnbs, there's multifamilies or apartments, you know, you also have like mobile home parks or just even investing in land. There's just so many different aspects of real estate that you can go into. There's even where you can do joint things where you can only, if you only have a little bit and you want to invest in something as a group and have a return as a percentage of your money, there's options for that. There are tactics where you can, you know, get into real estate, never actually own anything, only have to put in 150 bucks or so something, something small along those lines and be able to make, you know, 6,000 back multiple like figures back. It just depends. There are so many different avenues in real estate that you can go. We don't have time to go into all of that. We could go no. on for days for real estate, which that's not what this call is about. But real estate is a huge, huge investment that has a huge return on, on return on investment for you. Yeah. And you're probably like, well, what about stocks? What about bonds? What about like crypto? I don't we don't really follow any of that. So I'm not going to give you advice on stuff that we're not willing to invest into, to be honest with you. Like that stuff, usually that stuff is like a very low ROI usually. Or uh, extremely volatile. Or extremely volatile. Like, and then the safer stuff isn't really worth it. So it's just like, and then crypto, I don't really, even though it's headed in a good direction, I'm sure there's people that make a lot of money on it. I know people that I respect a lot that invest into it. Just not really for us. So like we prefer real estate. It's always one of been, been one of the best vehicles. It will always be one of the best vehicles you can do to invest into things. So people always need a place to live. Yeah, like it's <laughs> just it doesn't it's it's not only the safest, but it's also one of the things and it depends on when I say safest, there's different very there's stuff that's more volatile, there's stuff that's not, but it's it's one of the best things you can do. Another one is buying businesses, which I actually prefer over real estate, not for the fact that it not not for any reason other than it's fun to me that's personal preference here yeah i am a she likes real estate more. i love real estate i prefer buying businesses because i really i'm like a serial entrepreneur i i could build businesses i'm like you know the next mark zuckerberg i could build businesses all day long and just keep growing and growing and growing like i love buying businesses and stuff like that so when it comes down to stuff like that like I love building them. I love seeing them grow. I love leveraging the systems. I love all of that. But buying franchises um, is, an option. is an option. Personally, not my favorite at all, mainly because it's a control issue for me and like legacy name issue. I don't want to build someone else's brand. I want the credit. <laughs> so when it comes. So that, that's obviously yeah. Tommy's preference and, and our preference. However, and you know, buying a franchise is an option if you don't have that control or legacy issue going on. <laughs> yeah, also, if you don't want to build the name, that's, you know, that can seem exhausting. It can be. It's very hard. Right. Because if you're just doing a portfolio, then the name may not matter. Yeah. If you just want to make, if it's about the capital. That's fine. But it's not, honestly, if you really boil it down to most business owners, it's not just about the money. Otherwise, they would just go be some high income salesperson. So, like, because there's a lot of things that go on into owning a business. Building a business and being an entrepreneur is not, 
not for everyone. A lot of people are not built for winter. I'll be really honest with you. But a lot of people can. I believe that a lot more people can because right now only about 5% of the world are entrepreneurs. And about 1% of that 5% are actually successful. So, you know, it's important. But building it from the ground up is another option. That's very, 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 very hard. That's why I brought that up. But building it from the ground up is very, very hard. But it's, it's doable. It's doable. And it's it's not easy. And it takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of blood, sweat, years, and tears. And just a lot of hard work. Now, way to fast track that is hire a coach. I'm not a business coach. But you can hire. I'll have a lot of good ones I've hired. And uh, some bad ones. But you will hire business coaches. And it will fast track you and get you through the weeds a lot faster than trying to do it yourself. Don't and try and reinvent the wheel. Yeah, no, just just hire someone. I'm telling you, it's worth it. Go into debt, hire them, right? Buying one, buying another, buying a business is another option, though. That's what we were talking about here. So buying yeah. and buying a business. Um, we're actually looking into this right now. So obviously, like we're always growing, we're always investing into ourselves in different aspects too. And um, there's a couple turnkey businesses that I've always just really wanted to own. It's on my bucket list to buy, and so looking into those as well. So turnkey businesses are already up running they're just ready to be taken over there's also a lot of businesses that you know you don't have to be like present you know that's a big aspect you know buying one that just runs itself or you know just takes the overseeing like the, hey like that's totally cool i don't want to be in managing another business i don't have the time for that i don't want to delegate that like that time so no uh, so buying a turnkey business is another avenue yeah also another one that like that was the fourth one buying businesses Fifth one is going to be guns. So my grandpa, honey, he always said, that was his nickname. He always said, you know, he always told me, he said, can't go wrong with two areas in investing, guns and land and or land. And <laughs> it's very true, uh, especially if a Democrat's in office, like, you know, gun sales go up dramatically. So like when it comes, I, I used to have people that would, you know, I need gun owners and gun, not gun owners, gun dealers that would tell me that, um, you know, their sales will shoot up tremendously if they think that they're going to go out of stock or they're going to be taken away. But guns will most likely hold their value or go up in value. Mm -hmm. Like, for example, I had a buddy this, this was actually past weekend. I was on a, I, this is some of the buddies I was telling you about that do really, really well. And um, he just took like a bunch of his guns, went to a gun show. He had the biggest booth there. And he had guns, like tons and tons of like guns, not just normal guns, like rare guns. And he had over 150 K worth of guns just sitting there. He was going to sell that weekend and still and a lot of guns at home. And, you know, it's just a different mindset. And I want to talk about something like he was telling me about how, like, this is why it's important to surround yourself with people. Like he was telling me about how this guy that he was talking to, he lives in uh, Costa Rica. And the reason why is because the online gaming industry, meaning like gambling, uh, was not legal until very recently. So he's thinking about moving back to the United States, but um, he lived there. He has a compound there, a bunch of houses and stuff like that. And he's like, he's like, he, he's like, he charges a consulting fee to work with other bigger businesses that do what he does uh, to tell them how to build it, how to grow it faster and all that stuff. And he charges a consulting fee, one-time consulting fee for a, a couple of meetings of $65 million, $65 million consulting fee. And and if they make hundreds of millions back, that's, that's definitely worth it. Right. And so like when it comes down to it, he's like, I don't know where to put it. And I'm just like, man, there's people are on so many different levels, but it's important to surround yourself with that because you really learn that, wow, there's so much more is possible. Also, it, it also just makes you realize that, you know, it's not a lack of money. Money's out there. Money's everywhere. It's just really your mindset and your perspective on it. Absolutely. hundred percent. Uh, poor, Poor is a mindset, broke is a situation. Yes, and so when you invest in your own self, though, if you ever go broke, you can easily come out of that situation because you know how and you have the skills. So that's why we talk about that. But let's just talk about this, and we want to make sure that, you know, your investment and your, your priorities are in a line. So we want to make sure, like, you know, when you have and you're looking at this, that like you have your priorities in a line. It's God first, you in a self-care way not selfish, self-care, your spouse, your kids, then your work or your business, and then family and friends. That's the order of priorities, biblically. Bibli biblically, and again, you in a self-care way. Not, not selfish. Not selfish. And you, if you don't do it in this order, you will end up pouring from a very, 
very empty cup. This is why so, so many people lose themselves and stuff because they don't take care of them in a self-care way and they put themselves last. Absolutely. So let's also talk about how to make quick yet effective decisions because that's also important when it comes to investments, right? You got to know how to make decisions. So some quick, we'll tell you some quick methods, but also some questions to ask yourself. So number one, obviously pray about it, right? And that's usually all most people do. <laughs> I'm just waiting on God. I, I get, I get, I get this all the time. Like I, I get wanting to make the decision God wants you to make and wanting what he wants. That's so important. I love the heart behind that. However, some things you really don't need to pray about. Like, like for example, if you know, you have a correct resource, God has directed you towards a resource. For example, let's just use save your marriage. And you're like, well, I need to pray about save my marriage. Really? You really think God wavers back and forth on if he wants you to save your marriage or not? One day, yes. One day, no. Next day, not. No. He gives you outs, yes, you know, with like infidelity and stuff like that. And like, you know, unequ unequally yoked spouse if they leave. But that doesn't change his principles. He always wants you to save your marriage. So like, you don't need to pray about it. It doesn't make sense. Use your brain because you are a reflection of him and you should be confident in yourself and logic and in, in that logical state of mind where you can make effective decisions quick and effectively. For sure. I love that. And in that aspect of, you know, so pray about, you know, pray about things. Yes, 100%. But then, you know, there's also action. So earlier when I had mentioned that, you know, some people just say like they pray and they do wait. No, no, it's not just pray and wait. There's, there's also action. Yes, there are seasons of waiting. However, there's actions to be taken. Actions. Yeah. If you're headed actions. towards a divorce, you're not in a season of waiting. No, you're I not. I need to tell you that. It's not a waiting period whatsoever. God wants you to make a decision now so where you can actually <laughs> fix your freaking marriage. Um, that being said, though, like also use different methods like the Colin Powell rule. Like I personally like to label it as a 40, 50, 60 rule. That's why I've adopted to make decisions quicker. But the way it was originally listed is a 40, 50, 70 rule, which is if you have 40% information, you don't have, an, you don't have enough. If you have 50%, you have enough. If you have 70%, you've waited too long and people have died. So it's a military term. So that's why it's labeled like that. Yes. But and I cannot tell you how many people actually want all hundred percent of the information they want 90. absolutely every percent and i'm like first of all it's not possible to have all of the information and all of everything before you make a decision if you're waiting for everything you're never going to make any action because that's not possible it's literally going to be stagnant forever right or if you're like looking for 99 or something like that like it's just not going to happen and so it's just like delayed procrastination you're going to miss so many opportunities uh, so many different opportunities in that just waiting. I remember one time I actually missed flipping a house and it, it was such a, oh, I was so mad at myself because I was waiting for more information and I was waiting for like the 85, 90% of like the information and I missed it. And I was so mad that like from that point forward, I was like, nope, when I go to make my investments and stuff, like, no, like I will not, like, I don't, I'm like, I, that, that hurt me so bad. I was like, nope, I'm done. We learned to move fast. Um, <laughs> move fast. Also, messy action beats. These are some statements that you want to memorize. This is what really, I used to be the person that would make, and it used to annoy her too, but I actually make, she actually balances, we're the opposite now, so she balances me out to make a little bit slower decisions because I will bulldoze decisions usually now, whereas I used to do the complete opposite. So, and she'll speak to that if she wants, but um Anyway, some, some things that you can put here is messy action beats perfect every day of the week. Remember that. Delay kills dreams. So go listen to the episode of Death by Indecision as well. But the faster you fail, the faster you succeed, the faster you course correct. So even if you fail, cool. Fail faster. Seek failure. Right? There's nothing wrong with it. School teaches you to f not fail. No, no, no. Being an entrepreneur and being successful in life from all the successful people, they will tell you that fail faster. Yes, yeah, so there's going to be failures, different things that don't work, things that fail, and that's okay. You just learn from them and grow, you know, in that aspect. And let me just tell you, in marriage especially, if you have to have all decisions before you make all the information before you make a decision, it is incredibly exhausting. So that was Tommy. I'm going to hit on that for just a second because it was so freaking annoying. And this is why I took the lead and made all the decisions because I just didn't even jack with him. I remember when our dryer went out one day. I don't remember it was washer. I think it was the washer. The washer went out and we needed a new one. I asked him for help to, you know, decide on which one to get. 
he was researching and researching and researching. And I was like, oh my God. I was like, all right. I went to the store. I got one. I got a heck of a deal because I went in and I didn't know anything. And so I asked a bajillion questions and uh, ended up getting an amazing deal on one. Bring one home. And I come out and he's still telling me different options of, I'm still, you know, looking up some information on this one, possibly this one. I was like, I got one in the back of the truck. And he's like, oh. I was like, yeah, I gave up on you. <laughs> like, yeah. it causes so much division and hostility. It's like, we don't, like, I don't need to do laundry sometime next month. Like, so you know. the, the thing that you're going to get from this is stop being a passive beta male. <laughs> stop it. And, and for the women, you don't need all the information either. No, no, <laughs> like, no. You don't. you don't. And so, you know, that also prevents husbands being able to leave. But you also want to ask yourself, like there's the questions that you can ask yourself to make effective decisions is, does this align with my values? If the answer is no, then the answer is no. Like I'm not doing this. It doesn't align with your values. That includes us. If we don't align with your values, like if, um, if you believe in different religions or like if you just believe in a different way of life, maybe like that's fine. No judgment, but and you, you're welcome to work with us if it makes sense. But like when it comes down to it, like, I still say choose somebody that aligns your principles and values. We we won't waver on ours for sure. No, you're not going to find me catering to you. So just like what I'm going to say is it might be a little awkward. Sometimes say so. Do do something that aligns your principles and values. Does it align with your correct priorities too? So we talked mm-hmm. about this earlier, but you know God, then you in a self care way, all those things, right? Yeah. Ask yourself: Am I just scared of this decision? Yeah. You know. Am I making this decision out of fear? That's a big one. You know, like what, like what is guiding my decision here? Yeah. Most of the time it's, it's because either way you're making a decision, whether you're doing it not to do it or to do it, whatever it is. They're both a decision. They're both a decision. It's just one's pushing you closer to the outcome you want or the outcome you don't want. So either way you're making a decision, but a lot of times this is people's biggest issues, making decisions or lack of decisions out of fear. So that's a huge thing. Um, and fear is not of God. So the devil. So am I living also by yes and amen? Yes. yes. So yes and amen means yes, whatever's next God. Uh, that's important to live by. It's one of our mottos we live by in our life. And another one is, am I living by principles over feelings? Another motto that we live by. But what this means is, you know, is this in alignment with my principles or is it just based on my feelings? Well, yes, we take care of our feelings. We actually take care of our feelings better than like majority of the world. However, we don't make our decisions based on feelings because feelings are, can be fickle and they'll be led to, they can lead you astray. The Bible is very clear that you're not to follow your feelings and make decisions based on feelings. It says not to. Exactly. And so am I living my principles over feelings is a question. So those, those seven questions are great, great questions to ask yourself when you go to make decisions. So another thing is who, <laughs> this, I love this part. So who and what to not to listen, who and what not to listen to. So who and what not to listen to when it comes to investments. First of all, here, I know this may sound like common sense to some of you, and it does to me, but don't listen to broke and unsuccessful people. Stop listening to broke people tell you how to make a lot of money or what to invest into. Or stop listening to unsuccessful people in their marriage tell you what to do in your marriage. Stop oh, gosh, listening yes. to broke, broken and defective people that are hurting in their marriage or have had failed marriages tell you how to live your life. Stop. <laughs> it's dumb. Don't <laughs> do that. Uh, you know, and that's that's a huge aspect. So don't. Don't do that. You know, another one of who not to listen to for like when it comes to investments is Dave Ramsey. Oh, he Jesus. teaches people to be poor and save and and just sit there and like, he, he literally teaches people just how to like exist and not have debt. Like if that's your whole goal in life is just not to have debt, but never to live and never to actually grow, never to get outside and like actually have, you know, freedom and flexibility and and those types of things, then like, cool, then listen to that. But he teaches you just to save versus making more money and to live and thrive. He teaches survive. Yeah. If I'm my main motivation to pay off debt sometimes is just to increase my credit score so I can get into more debt <laughs> yeah, and leverage more of it. It's not, it's not to, it, that's a leveraging tool, right? And if you think debt's bad from the biblical perspective, it's not. 
Go listen to that episode. Yeah, go listen to that episode we did. We give you biblical backing, scriptural backing, a ton of it on why debt is not bad. It's a myth, and it's a freaking social programming myth that's been programmed in your mind by church and and, and people. It's false. Yes, and and so, like, that's so big. Like, that is so big. You know, he, like, Dave Ramsey himself is against leveraging debt for investments or to make more money, right? So he's against that in, like, the, in his teaching. I don't know what he does in his personal life. He probably, he probably does make investments with the funny aspect. However, he teaches not to, right? The person that makes money, with real money with his method, methods is him. Dave Ramsey is who makes really well money, like, a lot of money off of, Sure, he d- and he does. And don't get me wrong; he helps people get out of a out of a situation where they're head over heels in debt, like in massive amounts of like consumer type debt. Um, and I'm not for consumer type debt. Neither one of us are when it comes to like stuff like you know stuff that and that's like just blowing money on like expenses and like that. That's not cool. That's not smart. It's not managing your money. And you know, I, I forgot to forgot to you know talk about this but when it comes to like the the aspect of like you know jesus and the you know the, the three the three um what is it the three men that went away and like they came back and like he was like you wicked and evil servant um because like the guy basically like only one of the servants actually invested Two. into into actually like multiplying the money right he didn't he did and the rest of them just put it in the ground no. and say one, one of them put it in the ground and oh yeah that's what it is sorry <laughs> Right. And so it was the, the wicked servant was the one who didn't invest in out of fear, only held on to what was just given and put it in the ground. And when the master returned, he only had what he had. He's like, why didn't you just at least put it in the bank? So I could have earned a little bit of something on it instead of, you know, at a bare minimum, that aspect. But again, that is actually in the um, debt one debt podcast. So go back and listen to that. We go into a lot more aspects and I'll dive in a lot that in a lot, a lot in a clearer way. So, um, we do want to talk about also, we want you to not consult your feelings and fears when you're going to make investments into different aspects. The, one of the things not to listen to is your feelings and fears. It goes into like, I, it's just not the right time. Like, I just can't, I can't do this because of whatever the excuses yeah you're right you can't you know what can't stands for i can't stands for i certainly am not trying that's what it stands for you don't have it you have an i can't mindset not a how can i mindset honestly if you want something bad enough you will figure it out if i if i, if I could not afford and i paid my 500 dollars a month rent late all the time when i was 20 years old and i still was able to go afford over three thousand dollars because I wanted LASIK eye, eye surgery because I wanted it. I see, I wanted it. I really, really wanted it. So I got it. I don't know how. I figured it out. I figured it out because I wanted it. That's the difference. And I see people do this all the time. People get things that they want all the time because they want it. So if you want it, you'll get it. Certain, like, can't is certainly am not trying. Yeah. What if blink happens? What if who? What if, what if you do? What if you succeed? Right. Like what if that actually happens? Stop worrying about fears. Like, you know, all that stuff and stuff going back and forth, like going back and forth. It says, let your yes be yes. And your no be no. Right. Anything other than that's from the devil. Right. So procrastination is fear. It's what it is. So like, what if, what if, what if don't, no, 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 just, just do it. What if you do succeed? Like whenever you feel like, ah, what if I should, that's when you jump. Yes. And you want to actually make things happen. And, you know, people lose their dreams because of fear and doubt so often. They just don't take action. And you know what the, the crazy thing is? Uh, so many people are actually scared of success that they don't do things because they're so scared it'll actually be successful. Yeah. And That's a true thing. If you're not consciously, you probably are subconscious. And you just don't know it. Um, yeah, you just don't know it. So if you don't attack your fears head on, then you're going to have nothing but regret on your deathbed. Essentially, you're going to be like, man, I wish I would have. I wish I could have. Wish And like you could have. You just chose not to. There's so many different things that, you know, you can do. I see it all the time. But we also want to hit on and talk about why do couples not make more investments? And this is a big aspect. And it's because, number one, you're not going to be making investments in your marriage if you have an unhealthy marriage. 
You're not because it's money's going to be a taboo topic. Meaning like investments and all the other things we're talking about, not just your marriage. Yes. You know, so like the real estate, the, you know, the land, the guns or whatever it may be, different businesses really growing so you can be thriving. Why do people not make more of those? It's because typically if you have like if you have an unhealthy marriage, you two don't know how to be a team. <laughs> Yeah. You don't know how to have these conversations. So, uh, you know, like when we were in our darkest hour, we couldn't talk about money. And so we did more. And this is what we see so often is money is spent because it's emotionally spent on different aspects, typically fighting over like, well, I made this or I want this or, you know, you did this or I want this. And it's emotional spending versus actually working together. Yeah. Now, now there is a caveat here. I do come across couples and I know you have two, but like we do come across couples that are able to compartmentalize, meaning they're able to, even if they're having hell going on in their marriage, they're able to separate that at least to a decent extent in their business and in their investments. And they're still able to profit and thrive in that area, but their marriage sucks. So there are those people, but they're very rare. I don't come across them very often. So like most of the time it's the other realm of things, but there are those people that can do that. But look, if you have all of that and have all the money, but you don't have your marriage, you don't have people that love you. You don't have the connections. You don't have the things that really matter in life. What's the and freaking peace and peace. What's the freaking point? No, there's not a point. Like the money is not going to buy the happiness. The happiness is an internal job. <laughs> and so if you don't know how to have that without nothing, you're not going to have it with everything either. So, you know, that's a huge aspect, but really, so, you know, that's why, like, so it's important to be able to have true conversations, to be healthy individuals and have a healthy marriage so that you know how to work as a team and have a common goal, being able to talk about like different. So like, that's how like Tommy can invest. Like we, we have different types of investments because Tommy has different passions than I do, you know, but how can we both get what we want out of life being so different? And if you're like, but we're different, Tommy and I are the most opposite you can get. We are opposites. You know, he wants more businesses so he can be like more in it and, you know, design. And, and I'm like, that sounds like work. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like real estate uh, sounds like work to me. But some real estate's fun to me. It sounds like play. So I like to play and he likes, you know, like more of the serious stuff. So in that aspect, so we are very opposite, but that's why couples don't because they just don't know how they can't get past day to day stuff. And if you can't have like be solving normal problems, daily problems, being able to be a team in the household, how to raise the kids, you know, how do we do this? How do we handle just, you know, life events? Then you're not going to be able to thrive into the investments and investments is more thriving. Yeah. And if you think you're thriving now, just imagine what you could do if you actually had a healthy marriage. So uh, we want to challenge you at the end of this, right? That's what our goal is. So we'll speak on what we hear from marriages side of things real quick, but people say things like, you know, one day I'll, I'll get all my ducks in a row and invest into my marriage. So we're just going to talk about marriage here for a second. No, you won't. No, you won't. You will never be able to get all your ducks in a row. There never will be the perfect time. There's always going to be waves. Something else is going to happen. There's always going to be something. There's never a perfect time. So just real quick on this. It is so common. Uh, well, you know, my marriage is, not, uh, is like going to crap, but some, someone's sick in my family or someone's dying. So common. You know, someone just lost their job. Um, some, you know, we're moving. Uh, my kid's going to college. Uh, we just have this other, you know, everyone just quit in the business. And so I have to fulfill that. There is always life happening. And every single thing I just said is all client stories. You know, oh, I just had, you know, I just had a heart attack. Oh, I just had a stroke. Oh, I just, just had my tooth removed and got put in the hospital and the ER. Like I've had that recently. Oh, I just had a baby. Like all of those things, all of that's just life. If you think life is going to get easier with more life events happening without true foundations, that is literally insanity. Like it's not right. So no ducks aren't going to be getting in a row. It's not going to be a perfect time to invest into your marriage. Also, another thing we hear people say all the time is, oh, I'm just paycheck to paycheck or I'm unemployed. Right. So what? You know what? Here's the thing. You're going to hear me say something that you probably will piss you off. It's never a lack of money. That's the issue. Never. Not once ever. Even people that live in huts can figure out how to make it freaking happen. If you want it, if you really want it. You will do whatever it takes to make it happen. If you don't, well, you'll make excuses. 
Yeah. And we see it all the time and we have. So first of all, we have seen this, like we have, we have clients that are unemployed. We have clients who have lost their job. We have clients who live paycheck to paycheck. We, we have clients who figured it out and it's the desire. And guess what? Those clients get the best results because they are invested. We don't, it, you know, there's a huge reason why we're not free and it's because it's not, if, if something's free, you're not going to pay attention. Yeah, Those I don't, who pay, I don't pay care attention. what you say. I don't care who make whatever you want to say to, to validate that. No, you you will not pay attention. Those who pay pay attention. Those who pay more pay more attention. It's just what it is. That's even true for us to the today. Like the things that we invest in to help us grow. If you know if it's not hurting us, like in get, catching our attention, then guess what? We're we're not invested, right? So you know we hear those things. So like I lost my job. Same aspect, you know figure it out. There, there's a way to do it. My spouse won't like it. So Tommy didn't like it when I invested in our marriage either, but if I didn't do it, we wouldn't be here. Yeah, no, I, I want to make sure. Another one is I want to make sure I'm good. If I get a divorce, that's the most illogical thing. I have one of the things I've ever heard in my I life. I can't stand it when people tell me that I'm like, what? Like, so you'd rather prioritize and invest into a divorce than you would actually to actually save your marriage when someone has a 95% success rate. No, that's just, I'm sorry, that's illogical, and I don't care. It's stupid. And, and so, Dumb. like, I'm not, and just to hit on, like, money, money, there's, you can always get more money, for the record. Um, but another one that people, you know, is I'm scared. And I love it when people tell me I'm scared about good. investing into themselves, and that is my response to them. I'm good. I'm glad. You should be scared because that means that you're going to pay attention and we want you to pay attention because if you're not paying attention, you're not going to get the results. So I love it when you're scared. That means you're going to pay attention. Yeah, I'm paying for two houses right now. This cracks me. Oh up. gosh. So first of all, you shouldn't be paying for two houses. You, you should not be paying for two houses. You shouldn't be paying for, you know, those types of things, you know, or another one is I'm paying for my kids college right now. Like, Oh, I got, you know, I, I've been told this so many times. Oh, I've got a couple kids in college and I'm paying for their college. Okay. Teaching someone emotional intelligence and how to be a healthy individual and being in, in a healthy marriage and what a healthy marriage is and how to have healthy relationships will give you a million times more of a return than going to college. And not only that, you're also having your priorities out of the line. If you're paying for your kid's college over taking care of your own mental, you're having freaking breakdowns and can't control yourself and you're about to lose your job but yet you say you can't invest into yourself so you can be emotionally and mentally stable where you can truly show up, but you are making sure you're paid for your kid's college. Your priorities are way out of line. This is just stupid to me. I'm sorry on so many different levels, but like college, honestly, most time is a waste of money anyways. I won't get into that today, but like when it comes down to it, like most time people don't even use their college degrees anyways. So like you're investing in something anyways, your priorities are out of alignment. So stop it. Yes, like, you have to prioritize. And you know what? And again, those who pay, pay attention. Kids pay attention a whole lot more in college when they're paying for it. Absolutely. Know. Just saying. Yeah. They so, should be earning that. That That's a whole different episode type thing. But those are some big things that we hear. And it just shows that priorities are out of line. Fears are being consulted. Those types of things. And the fact that those things are even being said you know, those just say that you're going to start another or those that say that, hey, I'm just going to start this another time. You know, I have to wait and I'm going to start another time, you know, or when, you know, then this, if you're not starting right now in this exact moment, it just proves that you don't actually want it bad enough. You don't actually want that change. And it just proves you, you haven't hit your rock bottom yet. There's not that true desire to change because if you truly want change, you will figure it out and you will do whatever it takes. Yeah, what you're actually saying to yourself and your loved ones and God is that is sure that sure I want to change and it sounds nice, but I'm just not done destroying myself and my marriage yet. If you, if you actually really wanted to change, if you actually really wanted to change, then you would not be able to stand another second of who you are right now and your situation. You would change right now. And I mean, right now you'd be like, how do I do this now? Not, not sometime in the future, but now, People can say whatever they want, but the urgency and the creative creativity or lack thereof is what tells the real truth. Your actions and what you do actually speaks the truth. So say what you want, but your actions speak louder than words. Yep. 
And you must understand that there will always be waves in life, always. Just like there will always be lame excuses and people subscribe to their own BS. Like, uh, and that's, I see it all the time. You know, then there will also be the people that still make it happen no matter what. And those are the ones that we call the successful people. (laughs) Success leaves clues. Here's the thing. At the end of the day, the only thing standing in your way, the only thing is your own BS excuses and fear. God is not a fear. No, he's not. There is no um, fruits of the Holy Spirit that say love, joy, peace, kindness, gentle, self-control. Oh, yeah, and fear, by the way. No, it's not in there. No, not at all. And by the way, money is never an issue and never, never an issue. You know, understand that, you know, that's going to rub people the wrong way. And I'm sorry, we're here to challenge you. We're not here just to tell you you're amazing all the time. That's not what we're here for. We're to challenge you. It's not the lack of money. It's a lack of creativity. Money is legit everywhere. There's ways to make money, ways to come up with money. And if you want something bad enough, you'll make it happen now or you'll make an excuse. And the truth is like, you don't really value it. You don't really value the investment. And most of the time it's really, you just don't value yourself and I see that so often. It's just like, I don't, like, people just don't see the worth in themselves. Yeah. So the question is, do you want to be the type of person who keeps doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results, the, basically the definition of insanity, or do you want to be the type of person who can make the uncomfortable decision now that most people are not willing to make to get the life that you want, be, to get people what most people are not willing to have or will never have, in this case, a healthy marriage. So which one of those people do you want to be, person A or B? Person A who takes counsel from their fears. Person B who actually walks in faith versus just talking faith. And remember, broke is a situation, but poor is a mindset. Absolutely. And here's a really good quote. But the bitterness of poor quality remains long after the sweetness of low price or cost is forgotten. So go back and listen to the episodes about also rich versus poor mindset and debt is a myth. Debt is bad is a myth, right? And uh, as always, we love you. God loves you and he wants to see you thrive in all aspects of life and be abundant, live in abundance. So love you. God loves you. And we will see you on the next episode. Have a good one. Bye. Now that's all we have for today's show. And remember prayer without action is just dead faith. So make sure to implement everything you learned here today from today's show. By the way, hope you enjoyed this episode on the Marriage 2.0 podcast. And if you did, please make sure you share this episode on your social media and tag at Tommy and Desnica. And if you did enjoy it, make sure to subscribe to the Marriage 2.0 podcast and give us a five-star rating. However, listen, most importantly, so many people are at the end of their ropes, crying themselves to sleep every night. And we can only spread our message and story so far here. So we need you to make sure that you really share the knowledge with others that really need it so that we can impact them. Yes. And you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. So make sure to join our free Facebook group, Christian Marriage Coaching for support, daily content, and free trainings to help you go from roommates to teammates. Have an amazing day and God bless.